For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Breaking now, a gas leak causes the evacuations of some local homes and disruptions to local school bus routes. WREL has a crew live at the scene with how many more hours the road will remain closed. Then, nearly one year later, the parents of an 11-year-old girl killed in the Raleigh Christmas Parade are speaking with WRAL. It's, um, it's, it's hard to believe. What they're sharing about that tragic day and living with the grief. A late week warm up is bringing rain chances with it. All time out temperatures and potential showers we can expect. Breaking news tonight, a major gas leak in Cumberland County is cutting off a neighborhood after forcing people out of their homes. Thank you for joining us. I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Dan Haggerty. This has turned into quite a big scene. We're getting a, a look at the entirety of it. And crews at this point expecting the fix to go several more hours into the night, blocking Stony Point Road in the process into these overnight hours. WRL's Willie Danley just arrived there within the last 30 minutes or so. Joins us live. Willie, any idea when people will actually be able to get back into their homes? Dan, they have this road blocked off, but they have been slowly allowing people that live in this West Haven neighborhood to be able to go home. Some people have also packed their bags and left down the road as well. Take a look at this video that I captured when we got here on the scene, and you can see those crews in pits that they've dug up to help fix this gas leak. And I can tell you, just standing out here for an extended period of time, you can really smell how potent that gas is in the air. One of the crew members actually had us move our electric equipment back for our own safety being so close to the gas leak. We do know that this gas leak posed an issue for kids getting home from school earlier today. Some of them had to go back to school because they weren't allowed anyone in this neighborhood. I'm still waiting to speak to a representative for the company that is working to fix this gas leak to figure out how much longer they're going to be out here and what kind of work that they're doing to repair that gas leak. I'm going to get those answers and keep you updated with what we know. Back to you. All right, Willie Danley, let us know live in Cumberland County. Thanks, Willie. I'm Mark Boyle in the WRL Live Center. New right now at 7 o'clock, an arrest in a Raleigh homicide investigation. This is the information released from Raleigh Police. Kevin Bowser, 19, now in custody, facing murder charges. Here's what we know about this investigation. This started several days ago, and we uh, have, this is, again, the shot of this man that was just released. The victim in this case was Isaiah Anderson. Police now identifying the victim there as the 22-year-old. He died when this shooting happened back on November 9th. Just a few days ago at off of Highline Street, it happened near an apartment community um, off of the North Ridge Crossing Apartments in Raleigh. The suspect in this case was able to get away after the shooting. Investigators finally tracked him down and now Bowser is facing those serious charges this evening. As this investigation continues, we'll keep you updated and put that new information on our website, WRL.com. Mark, thank you. Right now, Wake County leaders are discussing rapid growth in cities and towns. They're presenting the annual State of the County Address with topics ranging from community safety, affordable housing, and economic development, among others. WRAL's Aaron Thomas is live inside PNC Arena with how county leaders are brainstorming the best livable experiences for people living in Wake County. Aaron. 
Yeah, Ashley, this event getting underway within the past 15 minutes in this room behind me. It's quite fitting that this address, this State of the County address, is taking place in PNC Arena as this venue and other venues and other recreational projects are set to get underway as county leaders approved a hospitality tax earlier this year. So we'll dive into detail about what tonight's about. So tonight's State of the County address is entitled Better Together, and leaders hope to live up to that title by addressing equitable growth. We learned today from the Board of Commissioner Board Chair that the Capital County grows by 56 people a day. Commissioners adopted a $1.8 billion budget this year. Now they must determine how to best allocate these funds. Part of it will address housing needs, among other things. One Raleigh resident I spoke with wants to see more investment in tackling crime. I would just like to see more visible um, out in the communities, more about police officers out in the community versus in their cars and just riding by. Uh, and we have actually a police station close to our, where we live, but I don't see the visibility of the policemen as much as we should have. Just one of many concerns shared by uh, one of uh, several residents in attendance. We've also seen several county leaders in attendance. So we're talking about mayors representing different cities and towns in Wake County. There's also going to be a panel discussion with the Wake County Sheriff and the Wake County Board of Education Chair, among other people. Of course, on our late news, we have more details on how it applies to residents living in the capital county. Ashley. A lot of high-priority topics being discussed. Aaron Thomas live in Raleigh. Thank you. Uh, police are searching for a suspect after Heritage High School was evacuated for the second time in five days. This time it was a bomb threat. According to a letter that was sent to families, a threat was called in to the school just after 1 p.m. Students and staff were moved to the school's stadium as a precaution. They were allowed to leave after about an hour. It's not clear if this threat is connected to another one called into the school on November 8th. Fire departments from across the region are coming together to honor Raleigh Fire Captain Nathan Burgess, who passed away yesterday. A somber procession of firefighters from Raleigh and Johnston County made its way down I-40 today. Captain Burgess lost his battle with cancer yesterday. Captain Burgess's wife says she is now starting an awareness campaign to teach firefighters ways that they can reduce their risk of getting cancer. Find more information on WRAL.com. A Durham rabbi is in Israel meeting with families and offering his support in the midst of the Israel-Hamas war. He's joined by other faith leaders as they volunteer and pray and listen to the stories of the people who have been affected there. More than 200 hostages were taken from Israel into Gaza by Hamas. And Rabbi Matt Sofer says he talked with families who are hoping and praying that their loved ones come back home after being taken hostage. Right now, nothing could be more important to ending this uh, war and saving lives across borders than, than having these 241 hostages come home. He says they're doing anything they can to help people who have been just thrust into the middle of this conflict, from volunteering to just offering a space to talk. North Carolina's Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson is in Israel. A statement posted to social media this morning says he's traveling with the North Carolina Faith and Freedom Coalition. That post says it's to show support for the Jewish people. In the past, Robinson has been accused of making anti-Semitic posts on social media. In a recent post, he said the trip will last about three days and that it was planned before the October 7th terrorist attacks, which triggered the ongoing war. 
The lieutenant governor and Republican candidate for governor described it as a political trip. And we are less than four months away from the 2024 primary election here in North Carolina. A new poll released today by Meredith College shows the front runners in the presidential and the governor's primaries are holding pretty steady. However, the data also show some unexpected trends among young voters. WRAL Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie took a deeper dive to find out what that might mean. The Meredith College poll surveyed 755 registered voters in North Carolina at the beginning of the month. Uh, the results they found showed some interesting shifts in some key voting blocks, including young voters, that could point to trouble for the Democratic ticket next year. The top-line numbers in the new Meredith College poll don't look too bad for President Joe Biden. They show him running neck and neck with former President Donald Trump in North Carolina, 40 percent to 39 percent. But when you look a little closer, Meredith Poll Director David McLennan says there are signs that Biden may be in trouble here next fall. If the Biden campaign team were to look at North Carolina, they would see that they have some real work to do among some constituent groups that they need. The poll shows Biden's approval rating is dropping among key groups he would need to win to have any chance of winning the state. Among black voters, his job approval is at just 66 percent. Among Hispanic voters, it's at 53 percent. And among Gen Z voters, the young voters Democrats often rely on, he stands at just 34 percent approval. McLennan thinks some of Biden's decline with young voters is due to the Israel-Hamas war. Polls show Generation Z is opposed to the siege of Gaza. They are not pro-Hamas, but they are pro-Palestinian. And I think Biden being so strongly in favor of, at least initially, of supporting Israel's attack on Hamas and then not being able to force Israel into a, a lengthy ceasefire, I think it's really hurting him. McLennan said they also found surprising levels of support among 18 to 24-year-old voters for former President Trump. The females are strongly against uh, uh, former President Trump, but he's got over 50 percent of the males um, on his side. So it's a very interesting gender gap within that very specific segment of the voting population. Now, McLennan also pointed out that we're still about a year away from the presidential election and a lot could change during that time. But he says whichever way the state leans next November, that race is likely to be close. Laura Leslie, WRAL News, Raleigh. Well, after announcing new flights to Paris and Frankfurt this year, RDU has now added a ninth international destination to its list. Flights with Aeromexico to Mexico City will begin in July. Members of the Latino community are excited about this new direct flight. Kathy De Hoya tells WRAL uh, she feels this new route acknowledges the growing Latino community in North Carolina. You know, there's more than a million Latinos. Half of them are Mexican. They have desires to visit their country, not just the tourist attractions, but their families who are closely centered to the Mexico City area. The flights will originate, uh, will originally start in Mexico City in the morning, arrive in RDU in the afternoon, land back in Mexico in the evening. Raleigh marks the 17th U.S. City Aero Mexico, now service. Still ahead, more people are testing positive for lead after eating a popular kid's snack. Several of the cases are right here in North Carolina. What you need to know coming up next. 
Plus, Raleigh now requires residents to register their exotic animals after a zebra cobra was on the loose in one neighborhood. We take a look at just how many so. dangerous animals have been registered since. And we've had a beautiful start to the week. Sunshine near normal November weather, but we know that can't last forever. I'll let you know which day things begin to take a turn this week. Coming up. Tonight, we are hearing from the family of 11-year-old Haley Brooks for the first time. It's been nearly a year now since this little girl was hit and killed by an out-of-control pickup truck at the Raleigh Christmas Parade. WRL's Deborah Morgan sat down with her parents today to talk about the tragedy that shook this community and how they're keeping her memory alive. A lot of Haley's buddies that she, she danced with, you know, they, they saw her. And, and we've heard multiple parents say that their kids are just, they're not the same. And as far as they're concerned, their childhood ended that day. People just continue to shower us with, with um, blessings um, so to, make, to make it easier. We, we can't do it by ourselves. And I don't think grief should ever be experienced by yourself. Um, and, yeah. and thankfully, we don't have to. I think that's pretty amazing too. You're shine like Haley, like you're still keeping her with you every single day, and not trying to move on and um, be there for your your other two children. But you want Haley to still be a part of your daily lives. Shine like Haley Foundation. We we started that pretty early on. Haley's dance teachers at Main Street. When, when everything went down, they got together and they said, well, if you think about Haley, what, what do you think about? And they came up with Shine Like Haley, and it's just a perfect logo for her. Um, and so we knew that we wanted to continue Haley's legacy. We wanted to continue her light and her joy. And she loved lots of things. She loved dance. She loved getting to know people. She loved um, the outreach of the community. And so the foundation was created in hopes of continuing the giving. If you'd like to support the foundation created to honor Haley, you can go to our website, WRAL.com. Such a tough conversation. The state health department is issuing a public health alert for congenital syphilis in babies. The state DHHS says there have been five stillbirths in babies with congenital syphilis between January and September this year. This follows an alert issued last week asking for health care providers to help reverse this trend. From 2012 to 2022, there was a 547% increase in reported syphilis cases in North Carolina. From one case in 2012 to 57 cases in 2022. Congenital syphilis is preventable. A single course of penicillin given at least a month before the end of a pregnancy nearly always prevents infected mothers from passing the bacteria to their babies. And more people are getting sick from applesauce with high levels of lead. Five on Your Side reports there are now 22 illnesses that officials believe are connected to the recall of Wanabana apple cinnamon fruit puree and two other similar products. 
There is some good news. The FDA says their testing has not found high levels of lead in any other products. As drought conditions hold steady here in the state, some good news for the western part of North Carolina. The Colette Ridge fire is now 55% contained. It has not grown in acreage since Friday. It's about 5,300 acres at this point. More than 270 uh, fire officials working to contain this right now. They say that this weekend's weather did play a role in assisting fire crews. Some more good news. The popular, the Poplar Drive fire, I should say, in Henderson is now 75% contained, about 430 acres in size at this point. One home, two cabins, and three outbuildings have been destroyed. Some area homes are still threatened, too. We're told two firefighters sustained minor injuries. Both were treated and released, getting better, hopefully. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. Right now, there are only three animals in Raleigh's new Dangerous Wild Animals Registry. That registry started July 1st. It's part of a ban on dangerous wild animals that came about in response to the deadly zebra cobra that escaped from a North Raleigh home in 2021. Anyone who owned an animal on the banned list before September 3rd of last year can keep them as long as they're registered. Public records obtained by WRAL reveal only two owners have complied so far. And uh, just they're still out there. People are going to own own these animals, or, or they may have owned them and not even know about the ban. Um, it's still going to happen. Dr. Selena Locke with Avian and Exotic Animal Care in Raleigh encourages owners to register their pets, but she says her office is not reporting owners who fail to do so. Owners who violate the ban face a $500 fine per animal. A popular North Carolina ski resort is pushing back its opening day, uh, and it's pretty obvious why. They, they don't have any snow out there. The, the above-average temperatures have played a part in that. Appalachian Ski Mountain in Blowing Rock will no longer open this Friday as planned. The resort made the announcement today. Uh, again, this is what it looked like. No snow in sight. A new opening date has yet to be announced, but we'll let you know. Meantime, Beach Mountain Ski Resort is set to open its ski slope next Friday. No word on Sugar Mountain Ski Resort's plan just yet. Meteorologist Kat Campbell joining us now. Kat, we were talking about the, the brush fires and the wildfires growing, and then those sites you know, of the ski resorts with not a snowflake in sight, it tells a bit of a story. It does. I mean, it's unusual. We had 83 degrees here last week with record temperatures. Now, it is still early on for this ski season to open up at this point in the year, but as we get into December, they're certainly going to be hoping for some cooler weather. We've got 70 back in our forecast by the end of this week. 64 is our normal high this time of year. We had 65 today, 64 tomorrow. We get two days of normal weather thrown in here, but you've got to remember these normal highs during the fall months. It's really an average of two extremes because we see so many fronts move through during fall that bring us from really warm weather to really cool weather. It's more of that in between average, unlike what we see in the summer and winter when it's a little bit more steady. By Wednesday, 60 are high, a lot of that due to clouds. And then once we get to the end of the week, check out these numbers, upper 60s, to even lower 70s back in the forecast. 68 on Saturday. It's looking pretty warm for the Raleigh Christmas Parade. Your school day planner tomorrow, as you see all those warmer numbers in the 60s and 70s, make sure that you are sending your kids to school with a jacket. In the morning, it'll be in the upper 30s to lower 40s at the bus stop. By noon, 60 degrees, mostly cloudy skies, and mostly cloudy during the afternoon with highs around the low to mid 60s. The cloud cover moving in from this system. It's upper level clouds that we'll see during the day tomorrow. We'll see those clouds thicken up. 
Not necessarily a full overcast though. The bulk of the rain with this area of low pressure is going to track to our south though. So if you were hoping for rain from this system, it doesn't quite look like it. You can see the bulk of the rain stays far enough to our south, but as that starts to fall apart, there's something else right here. We could begin to see an area of low pressure try to develop into a coastal low and models are really having a hard time pinpointing exactly where we would see the center form and that's going to determine just how much rain we could see on Friday moving in from this system. But Friday's weather comes in two parts. You've got this potential coastal low and then you've also got the cold front moving in from the west that brings another chance for rain Friday night and that should help to push that system further to the east after that. So we've got a lot to watch for Friday. Up until then, more clouds, a pretty nice fall weather. Highs in the 60s. Once we get to the weekend, it's a gradual cool down behind that front. And by the time we get to early next week, just 56 the high next Monday. Sounds good. Thanks, Kat. The Canes will soon wear some new old gear. All right. A look at the throwback jerseys and the story behind them coming up. Home sales, wow, averaged $675,000 in carry over the last week. WRAL TechWire listed the top 10 most expensive recent real estate deals. A house which sold for $1.4 million topped the list. There were 21 total sales. The average price per square foot was $271. You look at all 10 properties right now on WRALTechWire.com. Just go and scroll and I'll cry. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pre-sale tickets for next year's U.S. Open in Pinehurst go on sale tomorrow. If you want to get access, you have to be a USGA member. Victory Club members and Carolina's Golf Association members can get their tickets on November 16th. For those of us in the general public in that category, those tickets go on sale November 21st. Mark your calendars. Who doesn't love a good throwback jersey? It always gets people talking. Before they were the Carolina Hurricanes, they were the Hartford Whalers. Today, the team released these photos of the alternate jerseys. The Whalers played in Connecticut for 18 years before moving to Raleigh in 1997. The team will wear the jerseys for their game against the Devils on February 10th. I hope we're not opening any old wounds oh. for the folks up in Hartford. Uh, yeah. yeah. The holidays are around the corner. WRAL will kick things off with a tradition this weekend. Join us this Saturday, 9 a.m., our live coverage of the Raleigh Christmas Parade. We're going to have surprise appearances. You'll see some familiar WRAL faces along with marching bands and the one and only Santa Claus, of course. WRAL's 50th broadcast of the Raleigh Christmas Parade. You can watch commercial free 50 years quite an accomplishment yes this is this always makes me feel like okay now i can get in the holiday right. spirit thanks for making wrl your choice for local news we'll see you on fox 50 at 10 o'clock and back here on wrl at 11 have a great night keep watching wrl news over the air channel 34 and spectrum channel 1257 If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.